0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers.
2: Hey everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine, alongside me as always, Ryan Frederick, and I feel like I haven't done this in a long time, and I guess that's because I haven't. (laughs) Uh, I normally do a show on Wednesdays on our uh, our Patreon, and I sat this one out because I was traveling all week, uh, and as probably most of you know, I was in uh, Dallas for WrestleMania, Uh, you know, in Ryan's neck of the woods, we never did catch up. Ryan's a pretty busy guy and, uh, especially on the weekends. So, uh, and actually, you know, even though we say Dallas, you're in Fort Worth and that's, you know, it's a bit of a haul. I think you said 45 minutes there and back or like each way. So I mean, we're
1: talking 42 miles. And then when you add in all, all the people that live in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, which is, you know, 4 million, 4 million traffic, you know, traffic can take, can, it could take me from my house. It could. To take me sometimes an hour and a half just to get to to where everybody to the Omni where everybody was staying, so yeah so it it could be a pain yeah. getting over there
2: we had a I, I you know the night for you to come would have been Sunday night uh that that was fun and uh i would have it would have been nice to actually have someone to chat with at uh at the uh we were, I hung out at the bar um after the show and you know most of the wrestlers were there i shouldn't say most a lot of the wrestlers were there um in fact and a lot of you know friends of the wrestlers and stuff i imagine there was probably another party somewhere else that you know i if i dug hard enough i could have found out where it was but yeah, i also probably. had my daughter in the hotel yeah
1: it's probably a, probably up in one of the ballrooms like 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 a normal no is. doubt yeah
2: Oh, actually, yeah. In fact, I know exactly where it would have been. Actually, now that I think about it, and I, if I had a thought hard enough, I probably could have figured it out. Yeah. But again, I wasn't invited. So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, last uh, time, last time WrestleMania was in was in Dallas. I was invited to the to a little private party. It's usually yeah. it's usually it's always in a ballroom, third the, floor ballroom, at, room, right at the, the hotel. Third, third and, floor. There, and there's security yeah. there that makes sure you have you have the proper wristband, and proper. Thing to get in well know. I had that you did?
2: I had that so I probably could have gone in because I had the friends been. and family wristband yeah um, and, and in fact they they even I think they had like the post show catering and stuff and it was right in the section we were in but we uh, we because we kind of hung back just to avoid the traffic and actually getting out of WrestleMania wasn't bad at all um, we um, it took us I'd say we got out of the building at about 11:15 and we were at the hotel by
1: 10 to 12. Yeah,
2: so you know, yeah. forty
1: minutes. It's not too bad. I will say, y'all did catch a lucky break with uh, MLB delaying their their season a week because yeah. this would also been Texas Rangers opening weekend over there against the Yankees. So I mean, oh my shit! Sh- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they would have had a, an additional sixty thousand people at the at the ballpark. Which which you 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 saw the ballpark where you were were from? Yep. It's you know, literally right right across the the little the little river. So, there. Was that so, the was that the problem we had six years ago? Is that no, why it was no, so that, bad? No, that that new stadium, that new stadium wasn't there, wasn't there, and they weren't. Oh, okay, weren't okay. The new stadium, but okay. wasn't there, wasn't there yet. And, it was uh, just that we had
2: eighty, <laughs> we had eighty five thousand last time. Yeah, and this time it was,
1: it was and, 60. Yeah, and they were doing. I think that was when they were kind of starting the construction on the new new ballpark and everything over there hadn't quite been quite bit right. as the, the area is a whole lot more built up in the five years since the five or six years since the last WrestleMania. Yeah, but we, we had a good time.
2: Um, check out my uh, social media at uh, Paul Ace Fontaine. I post a bunch of pictures. Uh, my daughter, Emily, got to meet a ton of people, including the person she went there to meet, which was the highlight of the weekend for her. Um, the uh, the first night, she, she was a trooper. She made it through the whole show, and I think that was a longer one. Um, although, well, I shouldn't say she made it through the whole show. She made it up until the main event, and then she lost it, and we had to leave. So we actually missed, I missed Stone Cold's first match in 19 years. I was there live. I was I was, you know, I, basically, if you look at the the, um, the the it's hard to describe, I'd say there's 10 rows of floor seats and we are right behind that on a riser. So we had like an excellent view of the ring when there wasn't people standing in front of us and um that's how close I was to the ring and that's where I would have saw but my daughter takes first priority so uh, I had to leave and uh, I did see everything up until the match started and then as soon as the match started the place went nuts and that's where Emily lost it and uh, she just couldn't handle the noise so we we decided to leave and then we also beat the traffic so um it, that that was like the first night we first night was a breeze we just drove because right, nobody was leaving that stadium while Stone Cold was wrestling so yeah we we got right out, like right away. Um but yeah, and then the second night though, um I mean she'd already seen Becky, she'd already seen Bianca, she'd already seen uh she made it through the first match because she likes riddle, and uh and that was it. And after that, 15 minutes in the building, she'd start crying, and then my daughter would take her to the back, and then she just kept coming back and forth, and and I managed to catch almost the whole show, but she saw only bits and pieces of it, and that was fine. But if we ever do this again, I'm only doing one night with her, uh, because two nights she can't handle. But uh, yeah, so that that was my weekend and uh, I drove home from Dallas I left Monday morning and we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night it's now 10 o'clock so I got into the car and at about nine this morning and i drove almost 12 hours i mean we you know i've seen made a few stops for to eat and gas and stuff but it's a long day and uh, i'm here to record this show and uh luckily for me uh there isn't a ton to talk about but we do have a really big show coming up this week that uh we're going to get into in a second here um and we'll you know we got some news uh but first we'll start with our we got to talk about segment and i'm coming into this blind ryan because i've been uh I, I, you know, I've been driving for two days, and I, I I'm kind of completely out of the loop on social media, uh, MMA. So, what do we got to talk about in terms of uh, MMA this
1: week? Well, luckily, luckily, it seemed like the world of MMA took WrestleMania weekend off because there was just not a whole lot happening. But, but for our, we have to talk about segment, we're gonna go with the most notable thing of the past week, which is probably John Jones uh, talking on social media about how he's awaiting a fight offer and he's planning on peaking to be ready to fight in June or July. Uh there's kind of stars starting to align that where where July might be feasible because I've started to hear rumblings that that uh you know Camaro Usman isn't gonna be ready to fight in July. So they they've got two big pay per views that they're gonna need main of main events for and I'm not sure that they're gonna headline a card with Amanda Nunez against Juliana Pena, which might not even happen in July either. That might be going on on in August. So you're talking about you might You know, you've gone from, you know, realistically two shows that have... Where you could have headliners with the uh, Usman Edwards and then Adesanya Cannoneer to where you probably have a show that needs a main event, and an interim heavyweight title's coming, and you just know that if they come to an agreement with John John Jones, that he's going to be part of that part of that fight. So, so I think you know now the ball is in the court. It's been we we've heard all along, you know, ever since John ever since the pandemic and ever since John was talking about taking time off to bulk up. The heavyweight the word was always two years <laughs> you know mm-hmm. there might be a coincidence why it's always been two years we'll just kind of leave the <laughs> we'll keep our tinfoil hats on because there's been plenty of unconfirmed rumors that there was maybe a secret suspension in there but uh yeah but to, i mean if we've hit the two-year mark now since you know they said that he was he was gonna be out and it's it's time and i think I think they get a deal done because, because especially if you know something happens and they don't have Francis at heavyweight and the fact that Stipe Miosic maybe only has one two, five, one, two, three fights left in him at most, they need somebody for that heavyweight divi- division that's going to draw because otherwise you're looking at Cyril Gaon, who's you know <laughs> great fighter, but he's not going to draw as heavyweight. Tied to Uvasa, he might be able to if uh, if he becomes a champion just because of his because of his, his charisma and personality. Saint Tom Aspinall is, you know, I think he's a you know I think he's got a little bit more personality than Cyril Gone, But I mean, you need you know, heavyweight's a big title. You need you need a big name for that, and John Jones is the guy. So so yeah, I mean, if they can come a deal and we can see John Jones back in July, that'll be great news for fight fans and for the UFC. Yeah. And
2: I mean, I, you know, heard it through the, you know, through little birdies and stuff that, yeah, that might be, you know, there might be some sort of double C double secret probation type suspension that no, you know, kind of like a Michael Jordan thing. Um, although, you know, not the same reason, but, uh, you know, where, you know, there's a reason why, you know, John Jones was not fighting, even though publicly he was, you know, given all kinds of other reasons. And Dana was given all kinds of other reasons. But, you know, two years passes and we're probably going to see him fight again. And this is what it's starting to look like. So, I, I mean, we, we kind of laid this out a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they, if they do like two title fights, you know, put Adesanya and uh, um, Usman on on the July you know, international fight week card then you get john jones at the end of july and then you get conor mcgregor in august uh you know that's i mean that's our whole year right there um you know that's probably four million buys between those three shows um and uh you know and then the rest of the year is pretty much gravy and three big gates as well so uh yeah i i uh you know it, it'll be nice to see jones back in the cage again and you know we can we can all have a little uh uh, bulletin board uh, game and choose you know when he's going to screw something up and be out again, uh, but uh, while he's here we can enjoy it and uh, and and you know and it's nice that we always have good old bones to uh, fill this segment when there's nothing else going on. <laughs>
1: At least this is a, at least this is a positive John Jones update. And, you know, most of them are true. True. Most yeah, of them, exactly. are, there's been I mean, far too many over the last, over the last several years that have been negative. So this is a, actually a positive positive. and not, you know, say what you will about John Jones. I love watching him fight. He is arguably the most talented fighter I've ever seen. And, mm-hmm. you know, take what you will. I don't, I don't, you know, everybody wants to talk about the PEDs. I, I, Look at it as, uh, you know, everybody's done something mentality mm-hmm. especially on the times when you know all those years where they, where you know testing was existent but non-existent so i mean i kind of just put the level love- it's the same. to be honest it's the same way i look at baseball through the late 90s early mm-hmm. 2000s you know you, you just have to assume assume you know assume the worst i mean it's it's shitty to say say but you just have to assume everybody everybody you know one of those you know you're kind of Innocent until proven guilty kind of th- kind of things. So, uh so, but yeah, but I mean, I still think. Oh, the think, other way around, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah guilty, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, guilty until proven yeah. innocent. That's what I'm kind of in, kind of yeah. in. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think the steroids made John Jones a better f- pure fighter. I think the talent was already there, was always there. They just maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I mean, made him a little bit. It helps you train. Maybe, maybe yeah. make you train harder, but. Also, some of the other stuff, you know, that he was also doing, you know, takes it out of you. So it's probably, probably, you know, if you, you know, if you took any kind of steroids and then you start mixing that with cocaine and other use, it probably levels it out a little bit. (laughs) So no doubt, no doubt. I
2: mean, I guess if you can train harder, it's going to improve your cardio and, you know, you can make those arguments. But at the end of the day, if you're not already an elite fighter, you're not going to be a dominant champion like he was. Yeah. I mean, And, and again, you don't know that the people he was in there against weren't doing stuff too. In they, fact, they probably were.
1: It's the, it's the Barry Bonds situation. Barry Bonds yep. was exactly. before all the before all the fingers started being pointed at him. He was already going to go down as one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and and now you know even mm-hmm. after all this, you you still argue he's the greatest of all all time. You know, I don't and I don't really care about what yep. these guys these guys did because it's just. It's yeah, it is what it is. No, for me it's for me it's the other stuff, you
2: know, like the, you know, the the cocaine and the, you know, DUIs and the running away from you know, you know yeah. like uh, hitting a woman and trying to get out, you know, all that stuff. To me that's the stuff that tarnishes his career, yeah. not his in-ring career, but his out of the ring career. Yeah. So I mean, he's not a great person, but a lot of people aren't great people. Michael Jordan was, you know, by his own admission, not the greatest person in the world, but he was the best basketball player that ever lived. So, um, you know, arguably. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's great news. So, hopefully, we'll get an announcement soon. I mean, it's it's already April, so we probably know by the end of the month if he's going to be fighting in July. He'll he'll want a full camp, so um, you know that's 10, 12 weeks. So, uh, yeah, we should hear something soon, and uh, good for him, good for UFC, good for us. Um, and speaking of big fights, we've got a big card this weekend with uh, UFC 273 uh, back in Jacksonville, which where it all began again uh, when they uh, when they came back from the pandemic. And that was the first place because Jacksonville, as far as they're concerned, we never had a pandemic. Um, they filled up a stadium and, you know, before we even had a vaccine, widely available. And uh, here we go. And we're you know, we're kind of out of this now. And uh they're back there and good for them. And they're getting a big card because we got two title fights. we got the return of comms out. We got a whole bunch of interesting prospects on the card and we'll get into some of those fights. Uh, but headlining the show is a featherweight championship match. Um, Korean zombie. Uh, I believe this is his second title shot. He got a shot at Jose Jose Aldo like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, UFC or, 163 yeah, nine years uh, ago. Yeah.
1: UFC 163 in August of 2013.
2: Yeah. Wow. And he's only fought three, six times since then, uh, yeah, well, in nine years, but then, you know, well, he had that military duty, he had the injuries. Military, yeah. Military duty injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he's back. He, uh, you know, he's won three of his last four. The only loss was, uh, you know, a close decision to Brian Ortega. And, uh, you know, and he's a guy like, you know, they, you could argue that, you know, other people maybe deserve it more. But, um, you know, he's a popular guy. It's a it's a good fight. It's definitely a legitimate uh, title fight. Um, I mean, cause the only, the best other option would have been Holloway and Volkanovsky's, you know, quote unquote, beat him twice. Um, so, you know, it's a fresh challenger and, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of interesting featherweight fights coming up that should determine the next, uh, challenger, whoever comes out of this. And, uh, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I kind of wish this fight was either in, um, you know, in 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 Korea or in um, you know New Zealand or Australia, because I think this would that would be even bigger over there. But but this you know this crowd's gonna love this and uh, this show's gonna do. It's gonna I mean, it's not gonna do bonker numbers on pay per view, but it's gonna do all right. And uh, what what how do you break this fight down, Ryan?
1: So I mean, Alexander Volkanovsky. This is to me, this is his his chance to like prove that he's legitimately top 3 pound for pound in the world it's it's a fight it's a fight that he's wanted for years because and because the the zo- Jung the zombie He's all he's never in a bad fight. He's and he brings yeah. out he seems to be one of those guys that brings out the best in all of his competitors just because of his fight fighting style. I mean, there's I mean, we've seen we've seen guys like Yair Rodriguez and and Brian Ortega, you know, and others that he's fought who have been kind of in some, you know, so-so you know, moderate to boring fights, but whenever they fought the zombie, like those fights are just absolutely incredible. So zombie will he's he brings something just like it. There's just something about him when you're watching him. It's like you can't take your eyes off of him because he's just it's there's it's something. it's it's like a it's a unique charisma is that he they has because it's just he can take a beating a beating and just keeps coming and then and then he's always he's always playing offense he can always find a find a finish he's so unique with his on the ground i mean he's had some crazy submission submissions uh his fight with Dustin Poirier that went down in 20 12 is one of the most underrated all-time great fights if you have never seen Mm -hmm. that fight or if it's been a while since you've seen that fight i highly suggest going back and watching that because it's just a absolute classic and just and i mean he's never in a boring fight and he brings out the best best in his in his opponents and i think you know f- for Vol- Volkanovski to clamor for that fight you know you know he he was going to fight max holloway but holloway wasn't cleared at the time of, of the booking but i mean Volkanovsky immediately pointed like i want the zombie he want because that feel it's just something about if you beat the korean zombie it's like you've know you know you can handle anybody so it's just mm-hmm. such an interesting matchup, and Volkanovski is so damn good, and I don't think he gets the credit for for being as good as he is. And that Ortega fight in September was just absolutely—it uh, was an incredible fight. Fight, and you saw Volkanovski bounce back from being in trouble, and the guy's twenty-three and one, and he's won twenty straight fights, and you know, ten and zero yeah. in the UFC. It's just—he's incredible, and and I really think this is my most. This is the fight I've been most looking forward to in the month of April. April, April talked about it when we did the question thing last week, put it in my column. And I just, I'm so looking forward to the, this fight. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fight of the year contender, to be honest.
2: NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan. Even if you live far away. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, I picked the comms out fight, obviously, as as my one that I was looking forward to. But I'm, you know, it's not to say I'm not looking forward to this one. um, Because, like you said, I mean, I think a lot of people overlook Volkanovsky because, you know, he had the two close fights with Max Holliday, the second of which, you know, most people think that Holloway won. Um, And, uh, you know, and the first one was real close as well. But I mean, the guys beat. You know, he's beat Holloway twice. He's beaten Brian Ortega. He's beaten Jose Aldo, Chad Mendes, Darren Elkins. You know, that's his last six fights. Um, that is, I mean, there's nobody, I don't think, in any weight class that has that uh, quality of opposition that they've beaten in their last six fights. Um, you know, but yet nobody talks about him as number one pound for pound. Um, it's He just doesn't even seem to be in the conversation. And honestly, if he beats the zombie... I mean, he's in, you know, he needs to be in the consideration for like the best featherweight of all time in UFC, in my opinion. Um, you know, that would be 11 straight wins, um, you know, and then, you you know, you're in the conversation with Max Holloway and Jose Aldo. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I it's hard to argue against him, especially if it's a, def, a decisive win. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't. Count out the Korean Zombie either, uh, although you know the wins he has aren't as big as the wins that uh, that um, Volkanovski has, and he's lost to some of the guys that Volkanovski's beat. So, uh, but I am looking forward to this because you know Korean Zombie's not going to quit, so he's either going to get like knocked out cold. Uh, and even then, he might just get up and keep fighting, or you know, this is going to be just a five-round war, or you know, at some point the ref or the um, or the corner might have to stop it because I don't think Korean Zombie's ever going to quit, and uh, Vulcan. And I mean, and he could easily you know knock out Volkanovsky as well because Volkanovsky's shown that he can take, you know, he he can be hit, uh, especially early. So if um, you know if if uh, if if both of them can survive like the first two rounds, I think we're in for a long fight and a great fight. So. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and next up, we've got a rematch uh, for the UFC Bantamweight title. It's the interim champion, Peter Jan, against the uh, undisputed champion, Aldermaine Sterling. Of course, Aldermaine Sterling won the title in their last fight, but he was losing the fight. And then he got DQ'd because of an illegal knee. And Peter Jan, uh, or the other way around, sorry, Um, Peter Jan was winning. All, uh, right, yeah. Sorry, Jan, Jan yeah. was yeah. Jan he hit was, an illegal knee. Jan was an illegal well knee on yeah. yeah. I know well what happened. I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. Like my it, brain isn't yeah. we're functioning you in full, just got it full capacity right now. You just got it backwards,
1: yeah, backwards.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know what I know what happened, but yeah. So um, you know, this is the fight. I mean, uh, technically, um, you know, Sterling's won six in a row now, and and he beat Jan for the title in the last fight, but. He was going to lose that fight if if um, Peter Jan didn't get DQ'd. So. And then he was injured. So, you know, it's been just over a year. Uh, this fight was originally supposed to happen in October. Uh, and it's, it was pushed back to now. And it's going to be co-main here on, uh, you know, again, on a big card. Um, I mean, I'm not... I can't say t- I'm terribly looking forward to this one. I just... I don't see any reason it's not going to go the same way the last one went. It may even be quicker. Because uh, Peter Jan, I think, is... Uh, he's he's probably pissed off and and he wants to prove a point and all sterling uh did not do himself any favors by the way he was acting after the fight and you know and i know even some people were claiming he was faking uh being hurt i mean anyone that saw that shot you know like he wasn't faking it um but i mean he did you know he did essentially quit even though he you know he was injured and he could quit and he knew he would win the title if he quit, uh, but it's still something that not a lot of fighters would have done. I remember I think it was Anthony Smith was in a situation like that, or maybe it was somebody else where they could have quit and won the fight and they kept fighting and they ended up losing. Um, I can't remember yeah
1: was, you might it, you it, have it
2: better memory than me it or something
1: the, It was in the John Jones fight.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, he, yeah, he had an illegal blow. And yeah, and I think he was poked in the eye, right? And then, and and he said, Yeah, I can keep going, even though, like, people are even saying, I think the commentators, were, quit, you'll win the title. Uh, no, but no, he, no he it wasn't was, going to do that. There's an illegal knee. The poke in the eye would have gone to a technical decision. Oh, it's legal knee. Okay, legal knee. Yeah, it, whatever it was. Yeah. Something I mean, illegal. He Something taken, illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it might have been like DC on commentary. And He's like, "Yeah, you know what? Just take the take the DQ." Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, maybe I'm selling this short. Are Are you looking forward to this more than I am?
1: Uh, yeah, I I am I am. I, uh, it'd be very okay. interesting. I know at the time when they fought the first time, Sterling's neck was was really messed up, and it has been messed up for okay. messed up for year for years, and probably yeah. you know. And he won five straight before that, and he looked great in a lot of those, a lot of those fights with you know with a neck that you know needed to be repaired, repaired. So maybe, you know, maybe if he's healthy and, and that's all good, maybe this fight goes a little bit different. I still think Jan's going to win. Uh, Jan's just so super talented, but I I don't want to sell Sterling short like this is going to be some kind of blowout, and you know, and the first fight. Uh, if Austin Sterling didn't learn anything from that first fight, he's gonna be, he's gonna be cooked here. But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot. I mean, Jan's wrestling, wrestling defense was great in that first fight, and and you know he's he's such a. Gifted striker and a gifted boxer, boxer. But uh, I mean, I hope Sterling also paid attention to that Sanhagen fight because, yeah, Jan clearly won that fight. But Sanhagen had him had him, you know, in some bad spots and in some dangerous spots. And there's a lot to learn. A lot to learn. And you know, if, if Sterling's actually healthy, I give him a better shot, better shot to win this fight than I, you know, than he had in the first one. First one. I still think Jan's gonna win, but I don't. Yeah, it's just it's it's it to me it's more interesting now given the aspect of what happened in the first fight and everything that's gone on since i mean and if sterling's healthy then that's going to be play a big key in this but i uh, i still still think yawn's gonna win a decision in this one
2: yeah yeah i uh I, I, actually, I'm even gonna say I don't think it's gonna be a decision. I think he's gonna finish him, uh, probably middle rounds, the third or fourth. Um, but yeah. So, so now, yeah. So uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know we'll we'll go over the you know the main event and or you know any other title fights that are on the card, and then we pick our three fights on the card that we're most looking forward to, and then from there we'll just you know Ryan will run down the rest of the
1: fights. So for me, I, I do want I do wanna interject. I think we do need to talk about this third fight just as much as... Uh, well, as I, okay, you. that was going to be I one of my fights to, yeah. anyways. So, yeah,
2: it was going to be one of my fights anyways. So, let's just talk about it right now. Gilbert Burns and Kamzat Shumaev. Um So, I, I think I've said before I think this... But I I said this last time, too. Um, I think he's a big step up in competition for Comzat and maybe too early. I mean, you said it many times when they kept trying to book that Leon Edwards fight. And to me, this seems kind of similar to that. Uh, Gilbert Burns, probably a little bit, you know, not quite as good as Leon Edwards. But uh, what's he ranked? Number four? Number three? Uh, Burns is two. Uh, Burns? two shit yeah yeah and and comzat out is you know whatever he's like 11. he's right now 10 he, 11. 11 okay so 11 against 11 against two um you know and and i mean really he's only had like the one top you know ranked guy that he's beat but he, he just mowed through him in in jing lang lee and that's you know he's mowed through everybody so far um and and this is the guy that they're you know i i'm sure you know somewhere on a on a board in somebody's room they've got you know mid 2023 3 comes out Chamayev challenging Kumar Usman for the title maybe even sooner than that if he wins this one but uh, this this is uh, this is a big step up for him and Gilbert Burns is uh, I don't I don't know what to say like I it seems to me a bad matchup but uh, maybe you see something that I don't because I just this is not the guy
1: I would have put him in there with yeah okay first thing first thing I want to I want to go go over I know you had a busy weekend and might have been off social media maybe you didn't see so I was. Something, but uh, but did you, you you didn't see the Brian Stan video did you is that the thing you sent me to read or was no that no else? no that's something else. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't see it anyways. Okay. So, uh, 2017, June of 2017, uh, this is when Brian Stan was still doing commentary for the UFC. They were over in New Zealand. I think it was whatever, whatever for the, it was a show headline by Mark Hunt and Derek Lewis. Anyway, uh, a fan, they were doing a and a session with fans and Brian Stan was one of the people doing, doing the Q and a, and there was a fan that asked him about if he's, if he had heard of any like upcoming fighters to to look out for now remember this is in june of 2017 so this is almost five years ago and he didn't know the guy's name but he said he had heard about this welterweight that was in the all-stars gym in sweden who was just destroying everybody everybody in the, in the training room and how everybody was was raving about about this guy come to find out the guy he was talking about was kamzat So, so, so it's crazy, crazy how, and, and at this time, Chimayev had not even made his MMA debut. He was just doing, he had done some amateur fights and was just training. But, but here we are five years ago, Brian Stan was already telling people to look out for this guy. And now here he is, here he is, you know, on the, on the cusp of fighting for a title and in his biggest UFC fight to date. You know, I said it after the Jingling, the Jingling, before the Jingling fight, I still had a lot of questions about Chimayev. And then I said after that fight that I was fully aboard the hype train. I still am fully aboard the hype train. This is going to be a tough fight for him. Uh, Gilbert Burns, I mean, uh, standing. Uh, Burns has knockout power. Uh Chimaev has, has you know, quick hands and all that. The ground is where this is going to get interesting because Burns is one of the yeah. best submission guys in the sport, and he's an Abu Dhabi champion, champion and all that, and all that, and all those accolades. Uh, Chimaev's got the got the Habib style wrestling and the Habib style top game, which his top game might be more suffocating. Than Burns is just because it's just completely different because Burns is all about hunting submissions and kind of whereas Chimaev is staying on top, smashing you, smothering you, taking your breath away, breath away. uh, This is just this is honestly this is as intriguing as the main event to me, to me and uh, I, I don't know. I mean I don't know how it's gonna go. It would not. Uh, either one winning is not a shock to me because and I think if Burns wins it just shows yeah you threw Chimaev to the wolves maybe one or two fights too soon but if Chimaev wins and you know I think the only option next would be a title shot for him to be honest this soon eh?
2: wow yeah but when I said when I said mid 2023
1: like you're thinking maybe even earlier yeah, I mean, and now if Usman can't, if Usman doesn't fight, isn't fighting until later in the year and not in the summer, like, like as anticipated, do they try to? And Shmaev wins, do they try to do Edwards and Shmaev again to to with the winter fight Usman? Who knows what could happen there? But uh, but I don't think I, you know, it's it's a tough one because I don't know, you know, a loss. I think a loss would hurt you may have, it might not hurt him all that much, but in the fans eyes, I think a loss would hurt him because everybody wants, I do too. Wants him to have that Habib mystique of, you know, being an undefeated fighter. And this, I mean, this Gilbert Burns may have been, it may have been too quick for that, for this one. Well, that's, and that
2: for this one, the other thing is like Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, like we know how good he is. Yeah. But I don't think like the general public, you know he's not a guy that you instantly even though he's ranked number 2 like he's not a guy that you just instantly think of in that group of like great welterweights. Yeah. And, um yeah,
1: so got, beating like losing he, to him and he got up to number 2 because of his constant like taking fights on short no- yeah. short notice against against let's be honest he was taking fights against short notice against guys like damian maya and tyron woodley you know guys who were well past or prime and well, well done but i mean and he scored he scored wins over him let's be honest he got he got those wins yeah. but i mean that that vaulted him up up the ladder probably quicker just because of the just because of the name values and then you know when he fought Usman he had a good first round against Usman but once Usman got used to him used to him I mean it was a clear Usman win and yeah he beat Stephen Thompson last last time but it was a boring fight and he just negated Thompson's style and uh but yeah burns can have some boring fights too so so I mean he's good he's good I don't know that he's he, he's very good. I don't know that he's great, but in, in yeah. everything we've seen from Chemaev seems to indicate that Chemaev is great. So that's kind of what makes this really interesting. See one thing I don't think we're gonna have
2: here is a boring fight, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that, that that'll be one thing. So I think I'm at, actually now that now that we've talked this out, I, I think I'm going with Chimaev.
1: Yeah, but and and it. we do know that the crowd's gonna be pro- is very likely gonna be yeah. super into this fight, which is gonna help a lot. Oh yeah, probably for Chimaev
2: as well. I would think
1: probably so. Yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah.
1: All right, and, so so that was and, one of my and, and to has little has grown on me a little bit him and his his uh bromance with Darren Till and all their fun on social media that's <laughs> that's really grown on me because Darren Till's a Darren Till's a great clown and you know he's he's very likable and I think he's he's brought out a different kind of side of out the the bromance and the and the fun that those two have so it's kind of it's kind of given giving comms out a little bit more of a personality too, too. So, which is, which mm-hmm. is a positive for him, for him, you know. So.
2: Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't need to be sold on his personality. I mean, he got me from his first interview and his first fight and then, you know, taking a fight two weeks later. And then, you know, like, yeah, he, I mean, he, he won both titles. I think he would have fought for both titles on the same night if they would have let him.
1: But It's just, so. it's just a different, it's a different contrast from the, from the guy who's just yep. saying, I'm going to smash, I'm going to kill everybody. But you just see this crazy, like, warrior mentality. And then you see him with Darren till I was like, Oh man, he's just kind of a goofball too. So, <laughs> so it kind of okay, just cool. brings it, brings out a different side of him, which makes him more likable.
2: Cool. Um, okay. So that was my first one. Uh, I, am just going to, cause I only had three picked and that was, that was one of them. So I'm sure you maybe have three others. So my second one, I'm going to go to the prelims and it's a guy that we saw in the contender series, uh, who, um, had like a super quick finish. Uh, and he's a Canadian guy. um, mike malott uh, making his ufc debut against mickey gall um at welterweight another welterweight fight um this one i think this one's gonna be a lot of fun um it could probably end in a submission and probably fairly quickly on one hand and and malott is a guy if i'm remembering right this is the guy that had cornered like a whole ton of fighters like in their career so he was like totally comfortable uh fighting even though you know most of those guys it was their first time in that kind of environment and uh and he's 30 so he's a little bit old be making his UFC debut but I think he's an interesting prospect at 7-1-1 and and, uh, should um, you know uh, probably he's gonna get a win over Mickey Gall but if Mickey Gall gets the win then you know that's uh, another prospect like CM Punk that he (laughs) derailed (laughs) Um, so that that's my that's my one and then my second one my third one is uh, on the main card Vince Vichel and Mark Madsen Um, Madsen's 11-0 but I, I didn't think he looked that great in his last fight. And uh, Vince Paschel is, you know, he's like he's like fifty, but he's he's like a young fifty. Uh, he's like thirty nine, but um, you know, but he's uh, he's won three in a row and seven of his last eight, which is like kind of crazy when you think about it because you don't really think about Vince Michelle. But uh, it's a tough tough one for Mark Madsen. And I'm surprised uh, this they made this fight. So, um, you know, they're they're, well. I'm not ah. surprised they made this fight. I made this fight. That's true. That's true. You did. You, that was exactly the name you said. And it was funny because you said something like, Oh, I think you should fight a young guy. And
1: then, then you said Vince Michelle. Yeah. And it's like, but you, you know, he's young in yeah. fighting years. They, yeah, they fought, they fought on the same card back in August and they both yeah. won. And, and to me, it just made too much sense to, to book them against yeah. each other next. And I was suggesting that on the, on the show and in my column and you know, sure enough, hell. Lo it, and behold they made lo it and be, Lo and behold, yeah. lo and behold, my suggestion which when, you know, which gets run by certain people, it, it yep. came to fruition. Yep. Yeah, but
2: I mean uh Madsen is a guy, you know, who uh you know, he's the pride of Denmark, And, uh, you know, for Olympian, I mean, that's his nickname, the Olympian. And, uh, but I mean, he, you know, he struggled to beat Clay Guida in his last fight. And in fact, you know, it was a split decision. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to win here or the hype train's over. Uh, so that's a lot of pressure. And with Pachelle, he's kind of got nothing to lose. He's kind of free rolling, as we like to say. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm just totally interested in that. So um, anything you want to add on the Mickey Gall, Mike Ballant fight before you go on to your th- no.
1: Not, not, not really. I haven't looked Malat um, up very much yet. Yet I'm still kind of okay. working on my preview. So, so I do think sure. it's an interesting, interesting fight. And then, uh, you know, back on Pachelle and Matz for a second. Second, I just want to point out Vince Piché having you know one of the best nicknames in all of mixed martial arts yeah so <laughs> from hell right Vince from hell to shell. Like, like that's just yeah. that's so great
2: so just you know, was i was right on Malot, right like he's the guy he's the guy that corners everybody i think so uh, I team think, alpha male
1: i think so yeah. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head
2: okay all right well you'll you'll let us know in the preview column that you're doing this week um okay so what are your
1: three Okay, uh, first I'm going to go with the featured prelim, welterweight fight, and mainly for the A side of this fight. But Ian Gary against Darian Weeks. I mean, this this is a showcase fight for Ian Gary. We, we, uh, you know... Hopefully everybody remembers him from the Madison Square Garden card where he got that first round knockout over Jordan Williams. And he was talking about how he's, you know, Conor McGregor was the first wave of Irish fighter, but he's the next wave of Irish fighter. And everything about him screams that he's a future title challenger title challenger possibly ch- future champion uh, he moved from his training camp from uh from ireland to sanford mma there in florida for this one but i mean he's a fantastic striker he's undefeated he's got everything you're looking for in a in a prospect and a future challenger and uh i mean this is going to be another showcase showcase for him he's nicknamed the future and that's an app nickname Nickname, and I think he's what, only like 22, 23, 24, 24, 24, but yeah. still 24. Yeah, yeah just no, for like, Yeah, 8-0. And, oh, and uh, what is it, like almost all knockouts? Yeah. yeah. Almost often. Like five knockouts, one submission, two decisions. It's just, I mean, that's the the guy that you got to keep your eye on. Uh, My second fight, uh, I'm going to go with the other main card fight that we haven't brought up, but it's a very interesting fight. Strawweight fight, uh, McKenzie Dern against Tisha Torres. Uh, Dern's coming. Dern was probably a win away from a title shot when she lost to Marina Rodriguez in October. Dern needed knee surgery going into that fight. She had surgery after. Afterwards, uh, she said that it affected her performance. You know, that's what everybody always say, says when they're hurt. You know, nobody knows for, can ever. You can always take that stuff with, with a grain of salt because everybody's hurt. But uh, yeah, she had won five in a row since then. Had looked good since she came back from, from giving birth. Uh, you know, aside from the loss to Amanda Ebus, and uh, Tisha Torres, she's had. You know she's had a roller coaster UFC career. She, you know, I think she won like six of her first seven with the only loss, lost to Rose. I mean, was on the cusp of a title shot. Then she lost four straight. But when you lose, but when you look at who she lost to, she lost to Jessica Andrade, Joanna, uh, 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 Whaley, and then uh, uh, uh Rodriguez. Like, uh, no, uh, was it Rodriguez? Somebody. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They both lost to Rodriguez. And then she's won three straight since then, and she's looked – just as good as ever, and she's on got a whole lot of momentum, and I just think the winner of this fight is going to be you know in a title eliminator next, so it's a pretty big important fight. And then uh, my last fight to look forward to is actually going to be the opening fight on the card. It's a bantamweight fight. Who the feeling you're going to pick that one against Daniel Santos? Arce's a he's an action fighter. He's always he's always in some exciting fights. Uh, Daniel Santos is making his debut he's a 10 and 1 guy but he's from Sh- shoot box uh, he hasn't fought since 2019 19 was 27 years old he's an exciting fighter fighter he's got knockout power he's got submissions seven seven finishes in his 10 wins uh you know he's he's a really strong prospect and yeah that should be a really fun fight to and that's a hell of a fight to kick off a card
2: Yeah, no kidding. Julio Arce. That that tells you it's a deep card. Um, All right. So there's only a few fights we haven't gone over, but uh, why don't you take us through the rest of them?
1: Okay. So for our four early prelim car prelim fights, that'll be on ESPN plus Uh, opens the night opens off. Up with the bantamweight fight between Julio Arce and Daniel Santos that we just talked about. Then we have a strawweight fight, Pierre Rodriguez making her UFC debut against Kay Hansen, who's going back down to strawweight. Uh, Then we have a middleweight fight, you know, a guy that we've talked about a little bit here, Anthony. Blank Hernandez. Fluffy. You, fluffy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wanting you to do fluff, your fluff, fluffy. Hernandez. Thing. Yeah, fluffy thing. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's fighting Josh Frimmed. Uh, there was a whole lot of changes, middleweight changes. Hernandez was supposed to fight was this is like his third different Drake opponent, gets, yeah, he was This is yeah, well, he was supposed to. He was originally supposed to supposed to fight Albert Durayev. and then Drakis Duplacy was supposed to fight Chris Curtis, but then Curtis and Duraev both were out, and Hernandez and Duplacy were going to fight, and then all of a sudden, Kelvin Gastelum, who was supposed to fight Nasraddin I- oh, Imovov yeah. Imov had visa issues, so Duplacy was going to fight Gastelum. They got Frimmed, who was on the last episode of uh, Dana White's Looking for a Fight, so they got Frimmed to fight Hernandez. And all of a sudden Gastelum and DuPlay C was off because literally like I think a day or two afterwards gasoline pulled out of the fight. And DuPlace C is not is not happy about it because he's yeah, he is just he's furious Brandon, about it. He just yeah. yeah, just kinda of feel kinda of felt cheated out of it because he here he was gonna step up against a guy like Kelvin Gastelum on a week's notice and then Gastelum pulls out two days afterwards afterwards because of a lingering knee issue. But whatever. But anyway, mm. we got Anthony Hernandez against Josh Fram. That should be a fun fight. And then the early prelims ends with a heavy fight. Alexi Olenek against Jared Vandera. Uh, Olenek was supposed to fight Iller Latifi a couple weeks ago, but it got moved back. But Latifi was still whatever medical issues caused it to get moved back was still va- was still. Uh, lingering so Vanderon steps in like on a week's notice. Vanderrah is coming off a loss to Andre. He does that a lot. Yeah, he's coming off a loss to Andre Alarski in February while Olenek is going for his 60th win. So you know so that should be that it matches be his age. Yeah. just yeah. Just <laughs> it. Then our uh, main prelims on that are on ESPN uh, they kick off with the welterweight fight Mickey Gall against Mike Malott. Then we have a women's bannerweight fight Aspen Ladd against Raquel Pennington I mean it's a good fight Uh, Pennington's taking it on short notice replacing uh, Irene Aldana I mean the big question mark on this will be lad in the scale on Friday because she's had mm-hmm. some scare. She's had scary weigh-ins at Bantamweight and she, she's claiming that everything's good now you know, working with a nutritionist and trying to get down healthily, but well, you know, that's one of those we'll see. So we'll see on Friday, how she look, how she looks. Uh, then we have a heavyweight fight. Jarsina Rosenstruck against Marcin Tybura. It's a fight that's kind of flying under mm-hmm. the radar, but both these guys, Need, you know, we're coming off losses, need wins. You know, there could be a knockout or it could be a very boring decision fight. <laughs> so it, it's kind of one of those that uh, there's, it's literally a tale of two possibilities. Either Rosensturz get a knock type rare out quick or, you know, it's going to be a drawn out 15 minute kind of uneventful fight. And, if, and then the uh, prelims end with the Ian Gary Darian Weeks fight. And then we have the yeah. main card. And we already we've we've gone we've, over. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so I and uh, just and so obviously the main card's on pay per view. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it says, yeah, five fights as it stands right now. Michelle Madsen, Dern Torres, Burns Chimaev, Sterling Yon for the Bantamweight title, and Volkanovsky, Korean Zombie for the Featherweight title. I was just looking, we have uh, one, two, three, four undefeated fighters on this card. So we'll see how many, how many, uh, how many. How many of them do you think stay undefeated, Ryan? Let's mini mini game that we usually do at the end of the month.
1: See what is so it's Chimaev, Matson, Gary, and uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three of them.
2: Three, and I'm gonna say two. Okay. I'm gonna say two and two.
1: Two of them will keep their undefeated
2: record. Two of them are gonna lose. And I'm
1: saying three because I'm starting to really lean Chamaev over Burns. Yeah, I, I Chum- am two actually. I think it's gonna be yeah. Chama Chum- Gary, and uh and Rodriguez staying undefeated. See, and I think I think
2: uh I think Kay Hansen is going to beat Rodriguez and but yeah, it's, I'm not betting on these. And then the uh, the other one is uh uh blah, 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 blah. I'm losing them. Oh, Madsen! Yeah, I think Pachelle I think Michelle is going to be Madsen. So that is uh, that is the show, and that is uh, yeah, obviously on ESPN Plus for the prelims. Uh, the main prelims are on ESPN as well as ESPN Plus, and the uh, pay per views on ESPN Plus starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, as all of them do. So we should have a great night of fights. Uh, I still haven't figured out uh, when I'm going to watch these because I got a busy day on Saturday, but I will watch and we will be back next week to actually, I guess we'll be, we'll, we'll do something for the Patreon on uh, Sunday, re- recapping this or Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, maybe Sunday. Maybe yeah. Sunday, maybe yeah. Sunday if you're available. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think I'm going to be watching this live. Um, I, I got a few things going on on Saturday. So, uh, but we will, uh, we will do something Sunday for the Patreon. So we'll be recapping this and we may even try to find a guest, but I'm not promising anything. Um, so that is UFC and we got some news and there is some uh, some big news. And I think the biggest one, it's something we've talked about before. Like, Ryan, you said they were working on this, but nothing was quite official yet. And then it was made official this week. UFC 275 is going to be
1: in June 11th uh, on June 11th in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, the Singapore Indoor Stadium in Kulang, Singapore. They've had shows there before, but uh, this one's interesting in the fact that uh, it's uh, being hosted with support from the Sing- Singapore Tourism Board, which is this is basically kind of a similar deal to what what UFC has in Abu Dhabi where it's basically mm-hmm. you know, Singapore's paying money for the show for the pay per view pay-per-view getting you know, a site fee, getting all these other perks, which you know it's kinda of funny, funny how it, it's also kind of a slap of the face to one championship who has you know, mm-hmm. the vast majority of their their events in Singapore, but they don't have any sort of kind of similar deal deal with them. But uh but yeah, it's uh you know, pay per view it's gonna be normal normal start time in the US, which means the first fight. Uh you know the first fight on the card will be starting at like 6 or 7 a.m over there so so hmm. well and that's the other thing those one shows yeah. they would
2: start you know whatever in a normal time for them so we were getting them at like five o'clock in the morning here so um i wonder how many people are actually going to get to go to
1: those shows yeah i mean i'm, I'm sure the, they they haven't had uh, they haven't had issues selling tickets there. I think okay. they've only. I think they've run a show like this, like at, at early morning time, and they didn't have a. Pro- yeah. Didn't really have a problem getting tickets. So I'm sure they won't. Oh, but I'm I sure remember, either, like so.
2: I. Okay, I I could have sworn they had done a show like bef- from there
1: before, like a fight night where it was they, like middle of the night. Here it started like I four a.m. or something. I think they've done four four events there. I think the first one was was. Uh, a normal start time over here. It's so an early morning there. Okay. And then the other two were in the middle of the night here. Yeah. We don't really see those very much anymore.
2: Um, no. I mean, we don't. partially pandemic related, I assume. But um, you know, where <laughs> I remember those ones where you you get up at four o'clock in the morning, put on the coffee, and you're watching the prelims.
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely pandemic pandemic related that we haven't had anything okay. like that because the last because i mean the last the last one we had where it started you know super early was december of 2019 and the south korea show was edgar and edgar and the zombies so we're talking about the pandemic literally started like two months after that so we haven't oh yeah so i think once i remember that yeah i think once we get once. yeah go Go ahead ahead. yeah
2: I was going to say, I remember Edgar Zombie and I think we watched that fight
1: at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) So so yeah, I'm, I'm always been the one who's been up watching those shows. I watch everything. I watch everything live. So, so it doesn't matter what time it starts, starts, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, Uh, but yeah, it'll be an early start and, uh, I forgot what the hell I was going to (laughs) say. That's all right.
2: That's all right. But, yeah, a big uh, – and actually, I don't think you mentioned the f- – maybe you did. I don't think you did. The fights uh, right now scheduled, um, UFC light he- light heavyweight championship, Glover Sharon, Yurt Shaska. So we have a date and a location for that now. Uh, flyweight championship, uh, Valentin Shechenko and Talia Santos. Um, and uh, middleweight fight, uh, Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori in a featured fight. One thing I want to mention about this, I heard some cr- – I was yeah I guess it's criticism, um, saying that you know like UFC is they should be running more shows in, um, the states because you know they're selling so many tickets and then they're going here and meanwhile like they're missing out on you know, fans in the United States are missing out on seeing these fights like I don't you know from UFC they're making more money doing it this way. Um, You know, and, and in a way, I think it's actually helping their business because there's more pent up demand in this state. So when they finally do go to some of these cities, you know, they're just snapping up the tickets as quick as they can get them. Uh, I so mean, I, I think there's some wisdom to their madness.
1: I mean, we usually have two or three pay-per-views that are not in the U.S. every year. So, you know, mm-hmm. the way I see it is it's more getting business business back to kind of normal normal normalish a little bit i mean you usually have a show in brazil and and a show you know somewhere a pay for you somewhere else you know whether it's abu dhabi or or australia or new zealand or something like you know like that so i mean it's you know it's the same it's the same i mean they like we said i don't want to talk about it but we gotta we gotta get it out of the apex apex and you know yeah a lot of the a lot of getting out of the apex is you know a lot of it has to do with having some of these overseas markets available to run, run in. You know, as, if they can regularly go back to Brazil on a regular basis, and and all these other places, And then, then I think we'll just Canada, uh, Canada, you know, and Mexico, so all that. I, you know, I don't. I don't really know what the holdup is. We know, you know, so. Mm-hmm. so. I, I got to say,
2: uh, I, I, you know, at the beginning of the show, I talked about, you know, going to WrestleMania. Uh, crossing the border was a breeze. Um. So I mean, that's not a factor anymore. I didn't have to get tested. I don't have quarantine. None of that. It's it's business as usual, pretty much. There's one slight thing. You have to fill out this thing called arrive can, and you just upload your vaccine information. So you still have to be vaccinated. So no fighters are fighting in Canada if they're not vaccinated, uh, unless they live here. Um. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, so they, they can come to Canada whenever they want to at this point, and full no so like no uh, capacity restrictions or anything like. that. That uh, anywhere here I mean, and no masks. Yeah, like,
1: it's like no yeah. different though. But I mean, if you're an international fighter in the U- U.S., you can't come to the U.S. without being vaccinated okay. anyway. Anyway, for, unless okay. they unless they've changed that, you know, from from when when it was when they made that rule at Novemberish or so. We talked about it, you know, when it yeah. happened when it happened, and so. I,
2: I don't think that rule is being changed. I mean, I think at this point, it's, you know, they're telling people, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine, but you're not getting, you're not getting fights. Yeah. Um,
1: All right. You'll get get fights when we go overseas, you know? So, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, Okay. So we, uh, last week, you mentioned that Brian Barbarino – uh, Barberino barbarina uh was on his last fight and uh they he signed a new contract well he's agreed to a new contract this week uh any other details on that that, that I found that in your column this week yeah
1: yeah I mean I was I was basically beg- trying to find stuff to fill fill that column with but yeah he uh, did an interview during <laughs> during the week during the week saying that he taught you know he talked about post fight how that was the last fight on his UFC contract that crazy fight with matt brown how he said if he doesn't get a new a new deal he would just retire but i think everybody knew he was going to get a new deal new deal because not only was that fight just an epic fight the best of the year so far but barbara has always been an exciting fight and he's a guy he's a guy worth keeping on a roster and uh, you know he has he had a conversation with dana white and dana's like yeah we're gonna get you a new deal so that's basically the story of that him. so he wasn't gonna go Good anywhere I think Matt Brown might've got a new all deal right. out of it too. So, Oh, cool. Uh, well, you know, man, and he was supposed to be retired
2: a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was and and talking two going. years ago,
1: two, three years ago about retiring. And now he wants to do eight or 10 fights more, you know, something just, that what something. Ha- that happens, you know, we see it all the, ta- all the time in sport, you know, in sports, you kind of start, you kind of start losing your passion for a little bit. Possibly with, with struggles and you know other stuff, but all of a sudden something happens and it reignites your passion. Like look at, look at, look at Tom Brady. TB twelve. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. Even Albert. Even <laughs> Albert. To, Puj- yeah. Even Albert Pujols was supposed to retire after last year, but he's, you know, he's going one more year. You know. With okay. The- so you know. Oh, sidebar. Yeah. F my life. I had a freaking
2: uh, baseball draft today, and I was on the road. And for some reason, my ESPN app would not let me connect, even though I have data on my phone. It's the only app I couldn't open. So it's a it's an auction draft. And because I couldn't bid on anybody, um, I got stuck with the the computer picking me one dollar players. And Albert Pujols is on my team.
1: <laughs> well, he's probably going to get a lot of at bats with the uh, with the DH uh, being in the yeah, National cool. League now. So
2: True. True, yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, But my team sucks. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of $1 players. Well, Um, you know what? I had
1: one one keeper, Brandon Belt. Yeah, well, you know what? You know what? You can't always trust can't always trust being able to be in good spots to do a draft, draft nope. when you're driving on the road in the United States so no just, no just no put- it's not
2: it wasn't no it's it's not it wasn't because of that it's the CSPN app if I'm not in my home I can't open it oh. I uh, I don't get it like yeah I have to be hooked up to Wi-Fi for some reason uh, but anyways uh, but yeah so yeah great to see your map as, uh we're going to see him again because that's always appointment viewing for me and the, the other thing from your uh, call them. we had mentioned last week that uh, there's a bunch of cards you know if you you just couldn't you know you don't want to watch any pro wrestling and uh you uh you just need to watch mma there was a whole bunch of shows that featured UFC veterans and uh mma 4 was one of them and uh Francisco Rivera uh now that was the guy who uh went crazy and stabbed his sisters right no that was irwin Rivera. is that the guy Oh, Erwin. Okay, my bad. Francisco.
1: my bad. Well, Francisco, Francisco was the one who had the uh, USADA, four-year USADA suspension for right for Tainted County. And this was his first but bite it, back. No, this is okay. like his fourth or fifth back. But he's not
2: getting back to UFC after this. He lost to no. John Dotson. And Curtis Millinder, who was a top prospect in Bellator a few years ago, and UFC. Uh, lost to uh And UFC. And UFC, yeah, yeah, right. He lost to Jared Gordon, so we're not going to be seeing him anytime soon. But the biggest news of the week was uh, Sasha Polotnikov got a big win, so good for him. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we <laughs> see, we see him back in the big show at some yeah. point.
1: A few other a few other news notes that have happened that I've yep. found out since Monday. Uh, sure. Oh yeah, they, you told me about one. Yeah, Nate. Uh, you know we've been following the Nate Diaz saga, you know, closely. You know, especially if you've been watching him on social media, him asking for his release, keeps asking for a fight, fight. Dana's talking about, you know, he's, you know, it looks like he's going to resign. You just don't know what's going on. But he was, but anyway, Nate was in uh, Las Vegas this past week meeting with UFC officials. So maybe, maybe we find out something soon. Maybe we don't, (laughs) who the hell knows with Nate Diaz. So, uh. So, so yeah. he he still has one fight left on his contract, right? He has one fight left on his contract. They don't want they don't want to lose him. They want him to sign for more fights. Yeah, you know he he has this idea. Uh, the whole idea, the whole thing is. You know he he can get he can fight Jake Paul. That's the only you know mm-hmm. they, all this talk about boxing. You know he could fight Jake Paul. Who knows if Jake Paul would actually take that fight because because Nate Diaz isn't some over the hill small you know. You know, UFC mm-hmm. fighter like Tyron Woodley or Ben Askren, Ben Askren. You know, Nate Diaz would be, even though Nate has no professional boxing experience. Nate would probably would be a legitimate opponent for Jake Paul, and we don't. Is it Nate know.
2: giving up a lot of size to Jake though? Uh, no. No,
1: I mean Nate no. walks around oh, okay. like one ninety. Nate walks around one ninety. Okay. He's just okay. he's just not muscular like Jake and Logan Paul. Okay. Logan Paul are is, uh, so. is Jake
2: is Jake smaller than Logan? Because damn, Logan looked big on WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I think Jake's
2: smaller than Logan. <laughs> like okay, yeah, because Logan looked like he looked like two ten yeah like he's bigger than the miz yeah uh, he was really good know. too <laughs> oh he's awesome he's awesome <laughs> i don't think we're gonna see him fighting anymore he can make a lot of money in wwe
1: he could he could he could make a lot yeah. of money to, and he's he's not he's got that natural talent i mean i think that was the first and match he's, he ever he's worked 24 yeah that's yeah like 24 yeah. First match he's ever worked, and you know he's he's a lot better than some of the, some of the guys we see on a weekly basis, like on NXT and even Raw or SmackDown.
2: You know, just oh yeah. So my my daughter, uh, not Emily, but the other one that I brought with me, she's twenty and she doesn't watch wrestling. And the two the two matches she liked the most, actually, well, there's three: um Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. She loved that match. She just couldn't stop talking about Bianca Belair all weekend. She's like, she says, like, I don't even watch wrestling and I want to be like her. I think she's an inspiration. She actually got to meet her. So that helped. Um, And then the other ones was Logan Paul. She or she she just she hates Logan Paul, like absolutely hates him. And when Miz turned on him, she was up on her feet cheering. And uh, yeah, like like everyone else in the building. And then the other one was uh, she just absolutely loved that uh, that jackass match um yeah so that was the only thing she wanted to see on both nights and uh i took emily out of the building out of the, the area we were in so she could watch it by herself and she loved it and she had a perfect view she saw everything yeah. and she was laughing her head off and yeah she'd talking about it all weekend so
1: I she had a too, great time too i was too so was my dad watched that ma- match with me and he he loves oh. jackass so he he loved every bit of that match
2: so awesome yeah so, and i missed it and i didn't feel like i missed anything because i'm not a big jackass guy but i'll go back and watch it yeah now that i'm home yeah i
1: mean you know it, it was entertaining for what it was just to just take the you know just don't have that mentality of you're watching an actual wrestling match you're watching no nope. you're watching a you're watching a long skit so so yep. that's what it was so. yeah
2: yeah, absolutely. It,
1: it was not, um, so we it, got, was not, it was not a match meant to be serious, and I don't I, I don't get the people who were actually taking it serious. Oh, like I don't understand those people. They <laughs> they told you what it was
2: going to be, and they actually over delivered on yeah, what they promised. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. I, so no. no. No, no issue with anything there. Even though it wasn't my cup of tea, I completely because my daughter was happy, I was happy. Yeah. Um, we got some fight announcements this
1: week. Uh, and, a couple uh, other. I think the biggest. Couple other. Oh, more news, news things, items. Sorry. A Couple of other news items because it's just kind of stuff that has happened since the column and mainly today. Uh, starting to hear some rumors that they're going to go back to the UK in July. I mean, we. Th- oh. I've always uh, when we talked about after the England show, I was mentioning July possibly for a, another UK, and even Paul Craig when he was calling for the Anthony Smith fight, he was saying Glasgow in July. So that's a possibility right there. So, so but. Uh, so
2: would that be if that would be a fight night?
1: Yeah, fight night. Fight night. The pay per views are set. Pay per views are set for, ju- for July. You got July second in Las Vegas and July thirtieth in Dallas, Texas, which. Isn't official? So what you, isn't a hundred percent official? But it's just. Yeah. But it's it's about to be hundred percent official. <laughs>
2: um. So if you're booking that, if you're booking that Glasgow card, um. And do you so you have Gla- you have Paul Craig and Anthony Smith? Let's say you know, and I don't see any reason why Anthony Smith would say no to that fight. Um. Would you also and you would also put um, Patty on the card, right? And would he be uh, main or it, or would you not put him on the card?
1: It depends if, uh, if they have, if they have no other, if they have no other plans to go like to the UK, maybe in like September or October. Then I put Patty, okay. Patty, and Molly McCann on the card. But if they're if they're leaving open possibility, but because you got to remember, you got to remember when they were doing full touring, they would always have they'd always have about two UK yep. two shows in England a year, and then they'd have a show in like in Sweden or or they've yep. done Scotland before, or they've done or or Germany or Ireland, Ireland, or Germany, something like that. yeah, that so that. So if they have a plan to go to England specifically Liverpool in October well you know I would <laughs> I, I would I would do Liverpool in September October and I would make sure to put Darren Till in the main event Patty in the co-main event and Molly McCann in the you know on the main card because all three are from Liverpool that's what I would do and, and, I, and you're doing I, another you're doing another 4 million dollar gate if you do yeah, that. Yeah yeah, if I if I have the book and I'm the one making the call, making the calls, uh, I'm absolutely 100% doing that. Liverpool Liverpool, you know, yeah. but uh I but,
2: I yeah. had said the I'd said in the last, you know, after the last fight that he's got to be in the main event next time. Obviously, if he's on the same card as Darren Till, Darren Till's in the main event, but um I'm not sure like if, if it was a choice between him and Paul Craig, I might put him in the main event over Paul yeah, Craig, but but time... Same time you got
1: At the same time you got to remember when it comes to the main event with Patty, with Patty yep. it's all about matchups. If he, like I've mentioned, yep. if he's fighting a Matt Frivola, yep. that shouldn't be a headliner. But if he, but if he, you know, if if like i said if i threw out the scenario if cerrone beats joe lozon mm-hmm. and wants to keep fighting i mean i would book patty and cerrone and you could put that as a main event it just it's all about who he's who he's matched up against you can't you know you can't put him in yeah. the main event just for the sake of putting him in the main event you got to have a you have to have a solid b-side there's always going to be a solid b-side B side to to whatever you want to book as the a-side
2: and for me, like he's getting maybe, maybe one or two more fights in the UK and then you're moving him to Vegas for pay-per-views, but
1: that, that's just me. Uh, any other news before uh, we get into and, the uh, announcements? Both, it's official, both fight night shows in May on the 14th and the 21st, they're going to be at the apex. That's a, awesome. they, they've applied for licenses. I mean, I, I, okay. I, I talked about it, you know, after, after the Columbus yeah, show, I know. the Columbus show was the Columbus show was 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 the ultimate breaking point for me about mm-hmm. getting the getting these events out of how they text Like that was the final straw. Like. Like if I was at, if I was at going in that show, you know, on a scale of one, one to hundred, I was about a 98% that they need to get out of apex. Will the Columbus show put it probably at 105% that they need to get out of apex, <laughs> but it was already too, it was already too late for the May shows. And, and like I said, I had heard, I had heard the plans were through June, first th- were through June. And then probably July was when they were looking at ramping, ramping up because they have other stuff going on the apex they're going to be doing dana white's contender series they they filmed a slap fighting thing over the weekend there (laughs) there so they're they're doing other. they're starting to do other things with the apex and you know like we said it's it's a it's a company worth 10 billion dollars it's it's doing all their home games in a practice facility it'd be like the it'd be like the la lakers doing all their home games in their practice facility it's just um it's a bad idea Just stupid. Yeah. Stupid. There's no, Um, there's no, there is absolutely no reason to keep doing it. No reason at all.
2: All right, so that was the news. We had a little more than I thought. Um, so fight announcements uh, for me, the biggest one uh, was the Bellator middleweight title fight. Uh, they they learned their lesson from uh, Austin Vanderford, and they're putting another unbeaten prospect in there against Jake Armasasi to get his ass kicked. Well, I got uh, nobody else. I, I, <laughs> so. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's you know they're not they haven't learned a thing. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, speaking uh, so yeah. That's
1: speaking of Bellator, they that's might as well June 24th. just can- yeah. Speaking of Bellator, real quick, they might as well cancel their BAMMA Grand Prix because they got hit again today. Oh, uh, what Josh, happened, Josh? Josh Hills out of the. Uh, Alternate bout like oh. it's Barzola. He was supposed to fight him and Barzola were going to fight in the co-main on on that first card in Hawaii, and the winner was going to would earn their spot in the in the Grand Prix. But now Josh Hill's out, so it's like everybody who's getting associated with that tournament is getting hurt. So I guess I guess we can't call it a Grand Prix anymore. Maybe it's a very good pre or something.
2: Yeah, call it. Did, uh, did did uh, did our buddy Jason have that scoop, given that's he, his uh, podcast partner? He didn't break the story now. He didn't. Okay, that's too bad. Um, you had to, I had you, him on uh, Grab a yeah. not that long ago. It was a good show. It was a really good show. I got to get you on sometime. Um, I noticed uh, Phil Hawes and Durant Win. They're trying to book this fight again. Uh, I think it's been put off like two or three times already, but June 18th. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's tentative. That's a t- <laughs> We'll just call it well, it's tentative. tentative until they they show it's up. Tentative. Yeah. It's tentative until those two step inside the octagon against each
2: other. That's, uh, that's this is like yeah. a this is that's like a, a poor man's version of uh, Tony Ferguson and uh, uh, Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else you want to highlight here? I, I'm looking at the yeah, names and there's nothing that really
1: st- I mean, sticks out. I Wa- mean, Joaquin Buckley's next fight against uh, Abu oh, yeah. Ma- Magomedov uh, is uh, June 4th, and uh, Julian Marquez against Wellington Terman June 18th. Oh yeah. So see that, wasn't that should much, be in Brazil. Wasn't much. Wasn't much this week. Like I said, it was a quiet week yeah. in the world of mixed martial arts, which is not a bad thing every once in a while.
2: No, no, and it was a good weekend for it to be a quiet week because I, uh, you know what, I hadn't seen a pro wrestling event in, well, since Double or Nothing 2019, and I saw four this weekend, so live. So uh yeah I I uh I'm itching to see some UFC now. Uh I don't know when it's going to happen but it is going to happen at some point. So um yeah so that is uh that that's pretty much going to be it for the show I
1: think. Uh yeah. Mitch, you got anything you want to add? No, we got n- got nothing. I mean it's like I said quiet yeah. week and Quite a week, but hey, we got, we a big still- pay- got a big pay per view this week. That's about the only. That's about the only thing going on in MMA this week too is UFC. But uh, yeah, but it's going to be got an great, LFA card, an LFA card. But you know, once next week happens, I mean, I mean, we got three. We got what uh, four UFC events in April, three Bellators, and two PFLs. Yeah. So. Be busy yeah. we yeah. So we're, we're straight every weekend until the next
2: time I'm on the road, uh, in, at the end of May. Um, and I was just looking at the location for LFA it's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is, uh, where I filled up for gas, uh, today on my trip from, uh, on, on uh, from Omaha this morning. I stopped in Sioux Falls for uh so yeah, uh, I I if I knew Al Fay was there, maybe I would have stuck around. Um so uh so yeah, so check out uh, Ryan's preview. He'll have up later this week on Fike media. Um you can uh and of course you can check out his coverage on the Wrestling Observer website and later on his post fight coverage in the wrestling observer newsletter. And for me, I'll be back on my regular chair in the Dynamite show tomorrow or ten, later today as you're listening. And uh and then we'll be back next week for uh, in the clinch. Uh we'll be reviewing UFC 270. Or we'll be back on Sunday uh with our post fight recap and then we'll have our regular show next next uh Tuesday recording Monday. So, for Ryan I am Paul Ryan. Take us home as you always do. All right, everybody. Enjoy the fights this week and have a great week. Later.